Thanks for downloading another episode of The Ugly Truth. Or if it's your first time, welcome. You are now an honorary UG, or hug as we like to say. We really appreciate you listening and supporting the show through our Amazon and Avon links at UglyTruth.com. And now, without further ado, The Ugly Truth. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? I know I'm in the minority, but I simply cannot watch people do it. It's difficult. Paula? My feet would have been to the ceiling and I'd be like, hello, come on in. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. It is episode 170. This is The Ugly Truth. And most of you are regular listeners and you know that Paula was missing last week. She was she took a well-earned vacay to accommodate her new family arrangement, which we'll be talking about in this episode. But welcome, everyone. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, The Real Ugly Truth. Producer Dub is back behind the scenes. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Let me tell you. Okay, wait. Ugh! Ugh! It's always a pleasure recording with producer Deb because it's it's infrequent and and it's it's this never take for granted how easy it is for you and I to do this. It is so easy. Our rapport, we know each other super well. We know where our frame of mind is, line of thinking, everything. We practically share a brain. Right. And and that includes our other sister, Stephanie and Allison, for the most part as well. Now, when you and I are having, like, we're tired or we just, we're like, we're going to do the show, but we don't really have a lot to talk about. We can still do an hour and a half, no problem. Right. Well, I had an outline, and honestly, because you weren't recording, I totally put off an outline. Like, I didn't even think about it, and then he goes, you know, we should probably record the show, and I said, oh, yeah, it's Sunday morning. I mm-hmm. guess we should, and so I had nothing. You know, we just talked about a couple things. We actually got in a fight. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it would be really cool to talk about marriage because we're, you know, we've been married for 19 years this year. And that's a pretty, you know, incredible feat in this day and age for youngsters. And um, he couldn't like he just couldn't find anything funny to say. He was getting really serious. And I said, "Okay," I said, I was really kind of hoping you'd bring something funny to the table. I didn't realize we were going to like dissect our relationship on the show. (laughs) This is. All right, Dr. Phil. I don't want to do this. And he goes, you know what? This segment is fucked. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I said, you know what? Fine. What would you like to talk about? What would you like? I mean, it was ridiculous. So after we were all done. Yeah. So after we were all done, I said, you know what? I You're not putting any of that in, right? He goes, no, none of it. And I said, okay, good. So, But it, there is some in cuts. Some of the fight is in that cuts. That would have been funny. You should have kept the whole thing. Well, you know what? I don't know how much he kept, but I know he posted ugly cuts this week. And if you're interested in listening to us bicker, you know, by all means. I, I mean, I wasn't fighting. He was getting frustrated with me because I was giving him the ugly looks like, what are you doing right now? Why can't you just be funny? Why can't, why do you have to like try to, you know, resolve any deep seated issues that we have right now? We're on a freaking microphone. Stop it. But no, he just, he's like, well, I don't know what to say. And I said, because you're not an UG. That's why you aren't reading my signs that we're trying to keep this funny and light. That is so funny. I know. So welcome back. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank God. But um, anyway, but thank you, producer Deb, for sitting in. So that uh, Paula, who's going, to, you're going to recap a little time off. I it's it looked like. Well, first of all, you dropped off the face of the planet, like I said earlier. 
which meant to me, number one, there was a, a severe adjustment period. And two, you guys were probably family bonding and trying to do some things to kind of like, you know, unite the fam. Yeah, I mean, so, well, we got Victor's daughter. She flew mm-hmm. in from Texas and she actually moved in with us. Mm-hmm. We pretty much hit the ground running because Victor <laughs> because... also got just shy of two weeks off from work. That's nice. And yeah, it was nice. But he decided, <laughs> I can't even describe what he was. <laughs> the only thing I could think of was the movie The Great Outdoors. Remember yes. the dad and he had like that little tan vest and it always had like fish hooks and yes. he had like the hat and yes. he was always carrying something like whether it'd be like a fishing pole or, you know, mm. and he was always like, well, I thought we'd get a pontoon boat and, you know, all oh, these yeah. things. Oh, yeah. John Candy? He was. Uh, yes, John Candy. Yeah. And he was always wanting to do like outdoorsy things. OK, so he's the great outdoorsy. <laughs> I've been on more fishing trips, hikes. <laughs> more exploration than I've ever been in my entire life. And wow. I, I'm i just exhausted. I am absolutely exhausted. We're not built for that kind of activity. We are not. After the hike, I told him, I got angry. I'm like, I've had it. <laughs> I've had it. I'm all, this almost killed me. It's like, you know, it's one thing to saunter out to a pond and throw in a, a pole it's quite another to hike back. You know what? Oh, my God. This is so weird. You know, Daryl went on a fishing trip with his brother and their mm-hmm. friend a few weeks ago. And, you know, with men, they, you know, they're they're like serious. Like, I don't know. Did he drag you out before the sun rose? Well, it's, okay. So, because that is hardcore. That's the compromise with our fishing is, is that, mm. you know, we've been fishing, I want to say, almost a dozen times now. And we have caught absolutely nothing. Oh. <laughs> and so, oh. And we've been to between four or five different locations. Mm-hmm. And I am convinced <laughs> that it probably has to do with the time of day. Because by the yeah. time we've actually, you know, got our stuff together and decided where we're going to go, it's about one o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. The fish are, <laughs> fish are long gone. Right. And so we're looking at evening fishing, maybe, you know, yeah. to go catfishing or something like that. Get because, some hot dogs. you know, nobody in my house wants to actually get up early and you know (laughs) do anything (laughs) right victor included it's it doesn't interest him apparently i wouldn't know because i would never uh you go you know daryl has left at like four in the morning and they pick him up and they go to some location where you have to hike back he's like yeah we saw a fox today i'm like well that sounds like a place i wouldn't want to go if you have to hike that i go aren't there spiders and things in there he goes we saw one spider and i'm like okay the fact that three men commented on a spider means to me that it was significant. It was large enough for everyone to see. Yeah. And it was something that I would not want to encounter. I mean, I freak out over the teeny tiny ones. Why would in the world would I want to go somewhere where there are large spiders? And so he keeps he has mentioned it multiple times since then going, you know, you would really love it. It's so beautiful. Didn't you like those photos I posted? And I said, you know what? Yes. But I'm not really certain that I'm First of all, I don't want to watch you fish because I don't like fishing. And two, I don't want to leave when the moon is out. Like, that doesn't appeal to me at all. There's nothing that can happen that would make me motivate me to do that. I mean, I don't do the after Thanksgiving thing. I mean, I would never get up at three in the morning to go shopping. 
And that yeah. would, that's the big telltale sign. Yeah, so. I don't think I would do this. So the next thing that we're discussing mm-hmm. is actually purchasing a tent and a propane. Oh. And so that way we don't actually have to get up that early. We're already there. So So that's the next big thing is camping. We're talking about integrating camping because the kids, Jamie, they have so much fun when we're out there. Of course. I mean, they run around like crazies. Yes. With sticks and finding frogs and, you know, Wow. They like to fish. They like to do all sorts of things. So, what are you doing when this is all happening? I mean, I fish. I know you do, but I mean, now have you have you reached your limit? I mean, since you've been going so often, have has the thrill worn off yet, or are you still all, are you really all in now? After the hike, yeah, I pretty much <laughs> told him that I'm over the activities. Yes, and that I needed to take a break. And so I told him if they wanted to go and do what they wanted to do, that was fine. Yes. And which actually I was kind of hoping they would go do something because yeah. I wanted to be left alone at home for five minutes. I just wanted to, you know, do something. And then I told them I had to run to the store and Victor's like, we can go. I'm like, no, I'm going. I'm <gasps> going by myself. Good. I'm so happy <laughs> you know? to hear you did that. Because it just got to the point where I'm just like, I need some alone time. You know, everyone needs some solitude, but the but our family, the women in our family, I we've said it many times, we're like cats. There's only so much attention and touching and being around others that one can handle before we hiss and scratch and run away and hide somewhere. Well, and I've actually discovered that I, I recently have found some solitude in my bedroom. Good. Because our apartment, like I've mentioned, is the matchbox. And so it's literally become to the point where there's just no place to sit anymore in the living room. No, there's too many humans in there. And the other thing, too, is is because we're so close with the little neighbor girls, they love to come over all the time. So they just help themselves in. They do. And so when they are over, it's... um, it, it's like they're, a party. They're really. There could be at any given moment five children in my house, and mm. so Victor and I will oftentimes find ourselves just eating dinner on the porch or in oh, our bedroom yeah. because absolutely there is just no other place to sit. That happens to me too, and I don't have nearly. And those are the small. times we often talk about, you know, the house we plan on buying next year. <laughs> yes, it's like you know, won't it be great when we have when you we know, get our four bedroom house with the formal living room, <gasps> room. <laughs> where everyone will have their own space. You know, when we bought the house we're living in now, you know, the house we were in before Mondon. That was the street we were on. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't as small as your apartment, obviously. Right. But it was not conducive for a large family. No. None of the bedrooms were re- legit. I mean, it was a, it's a shack. And, you know, we had great memories. We had some wonderful parties there, you know, all of that stuff. But the reality is, is when we moved in here, it suddenly occurred to everybody, including the dogs, how much space we didn't have and so for the first six to eight months, we never saw anyone. Everybody was in their room with the door shut. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> and Daryl started getting worried. He goes, the girls are 
and Tyler, everyone's always in their bedroom. And I said, they have not had solitude their whole childhood. It's true. This is the first time they've had their own space that no one can come into without their permission. Do you know how amazing that is? I grew up my whole life. I never had my own bedroom until I moved out. I know. Yeah. And so I said, so let me tell you, when I got married and we moved in together, I was a bit resentful (laughs) because I didn't really have my own room for very long. That is true. It's a huge deal when you come from a big family to have, and you pretty much have a big family now. So it's hard to get a place to be your own just by yourself, unless you're, you know, taking a shower for Christ's sake or peeing. You know, oh, that's even then, it. there's always a knock on the door. <laughs> Mom, well, can I come true. in and brush my hair? And no! that's the other thing is we, we only have one bathroom. So, I, oh God, God forbid someone has diarrhea. No, I mean, there's always over. there's always a line at the door. It's like, is Dad still in the bathroom? And it's just like, uh, of course, Dad's still in the bathroom. Dad's always in the bathroom. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's just well, you know what? Looking forward to the day you guys move into a home with who you know, there's at least another bedroom or two and another bathroom, God forbid. I mean, nobody's, you know, ready to kill each other. The good thing is, is the kids get along great. They always all they always want to play together, at least for right now. Honeymoon phase. That's good news. And um, (laughs) and I've already, you know, put them to work. Everyone's doing chores. Good. You know, that's good news. And you know, it's it's just a life adjusted is all, but yes. Well, you'll be adjusting forever. I mean, it's never it's never fully comfortable. There's always something that will come up. Hormones essentially will come up and start ruining your life. So that yeah, I think that was probably the biggest adjustment is mm-hmm. you know when you have kids, you know you get to have them in phases, and you know you start yes. with the baby and everything like that. But you know, being delivered a teenager essentially yeah it's kind of like whoa gosh you know i just i feel all thumbs because i well, just yeah. like what do i do someone else essentially raised her right i mean mother wise someone essentially put her, instilled in her all these other things that are foreign to you so it's like speaking to a, like those people who who bring in foreign exchange students yeah i, don't, I could never do it why it would, would be weird. Why would you want to? I don't get that. I, I mean, you know, your your high school student who you hope is doing well in that language, you know, you bring someone in and they're the, literally the only people that can actually speak to them. And although they do have to have some level of English, it's broken. And I... I what if they're like a total criminal or something? And they well, like, you know, the night before they leave, they like raid your jewelry box in your medicine cabinet. <laughs> I have heard some things where it's go- it goes two ways. One, the, the person who comes from the other country they set their stuff down and they completely abandon the family and they just live party. They party and they go nuts and, you know, <laughs> they're never there. And, you know, they barely go to school because they're like, well, my, you know, I got to America. I'm going to live it up and then they're going to send me home. So I, I'll just live it up until they send me home. And then the uh, or the opposite where they get here and they're stuck with like, it's like uh, better off dead. Oh, my they God. Go, <laughs> they go and they're all Ricky. Ricky, that is so I mean, disgusting. and she acts like she doesn't speak English at all. Like there's some sort of mail order bride or something. <laughs> yes, and it's awful. That is so I've heard gross. that too. I, I've heard of people requesting to move to a different school to get out of that family. I mean, it can go horribly, horribly wrong. I can't believe they still do that. I mean, oh, that's yeah. like practically sex trafficking. <laughs> 
Well, it's, yeah, I don't know, because I wouldn't, I would never send my child to France or Japan or I wherever. I would never send my child to live no. with some strange family clear across the country. I mean, if you actually think about across what the you're country, doing, Across the country, across the globe. I mean, think about it. In this day and age, it's oh, just like, no. oh, it's for educate. Oh, well, if it's for educational purposes, sure. Then no it, problem. it must be okay. Watch, you you get some, you know, 40-year-old man coming right? through your door. Hi, I'm from Estonia. God, I just <laughs> can't. It's like, hello. <laughs> That's so funny. That is so funny. Well, I am happy to hear that you are uh, adjusting without significant drama. Although, you know, kids are notoriously silent before they become deadly. Oh, so. I, not, I, I don't I don't anticipate a life without, you know, chaos or drama. What would be fabulous is you don't have any sneaker outers as they grow older. Nobody tries to get out of the house to wander around or anything. That's the hardest part. That wouldn't be in their best interest. It really isn't. I mean, I've already decided between, you know, the two parents. I'm the parent that I can see would, you know, go like batshit crazy (laughs) if any shenanigans went down and so if anyone's gonna scare anyone it's going to be me oh yeah absolutely oh speaking of scaring children natalie's in town for two weeks hey look at that yeah she came in yesterday her mom picked her up they had lunch with uh their grant her grandmother and then she came over and it was a tearful reunion daryl unbeknownst to me has been counting the days he hadn't seen his daughter in 252 days oh wow and she came in the door and everybody just lost it i mean bawling wow it was insane well i mean the thing is is that i i was looking forward to seeing her but just because you know she's been here forever and then she was just poof gone so anyway so yeah she's back in town and i you you haven't said boo about it and i know your kids are young so you, you probably aren't doing the pokemon thing but our whole family sucked into pokemon oh we're, no we're catching i figured them all. as much yeah <clears throat> and the reason that i i mean you know, there's a lot of backlash already. People are, you know, talking crap about how stupid it is and, you know, get a life and all this stuff. But what's Oh, funny, those people are dumb. Well, they're just, I, I mean, I don't get it. It's like, yeah, but you're saying this to everybody on Facebook. Like, you get a life. Go out and do something so yeah, you don't have access to your fucking Those people just want to sit at home and be bitter and complain about everything else in the world. So, I mean, it's, it's, just, so it's just one annoying. more. It's just one more thing for them to complain about. And it's just like, you know, it must be nice to just sit at home and hate everything about life, you know. <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm sure that you have, you know, something glorious and joyful that you, you know, you are obsessed with. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. So Because you're on Facebook telling everybody keep, else they're petty. Keep posting your memes about how you hate, you know, the world. Enjoy. Well, and you know, it, it doesn't take much anymore to make someone you know pissed but we have gone out, out for a walk, a, a one to two mile walk three nights this week to Old Fair Oaks because Old Fair Oaks has a shit ton of Pokestops and gyms and all this stuff. And Natalie has been playing Pokemon in D.C. where she lives. Oh, cool. So when she, when she came out here, we were comparing all the Pokemon she's caught. She has all the stuff we don't have and we have all the stuff she doesn't. So luckily for her, she got to pick up everything that we have last night. We were out till like 11 o'clock. That's cool. Well, what's funny is where we live, you know, we have, we're by that little town square Mm -hmm. where it's really cute. There was like a hundred people wandering around last night because it was like 90 degrees at 10 o'clock last night. That's so awesome. so hot. 
but we're all wandering around and then people are so friendly and I'm like, nobody's walking around staring at their phone. We're all walking around talking to each other. I personally think it's great. I know it's a fad. It's going to blow over. Ultimately, when the winter comes, no one's going to go out and walk around. I mean, it's going to be freezing or raining. So this is a summer activity and then we'll all move on with our lives. But for now, it's a fun little thing to do. What was funny is when when it was released last week, I didn't really know what it was either. I'm like, oh, what's this Pokemon Go? And I was seeing it everywhere. And now, obviously, and then I looked up the app and I went, oh, okay, no reviews. This is weird. Is this some kind of like, I don't know, promotion or is it a movie or I didn't know what it was. And then the next day it said, no, you go around and you catch balls and it's it's attached to your Google Maps or your mapping in your phone and I went, okay. And so then I downloaded it and I immediately picked up a Bulbasaur. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. Oh. <laughs> and next, next thing I know, Daryl's like, what are, you, what are you playing? I go, this Pokemon Go. And he's like, oh, so he downloads it. And he's like, oh, I caught four of them in the city. And I'm like, I hate you. Now it becomes a competition and everyone's got it now. The only thing is it drains your battery. So, oh, because it's it's like high. Uh, yes, whatever. but it does gotcha. it, it doesn't use a lot of data, but it does drain your battery. So we always have to go out fully charged. So okay, you'll but try it. You might like it. I actually, I mean, you may grow weary of it, but your kids are gonna freak out. They will probably be all in about it. So they're gonna beg you for a phone. <laughs> well, it's gonna happen. They're like, I need my own. I want to catch my own Pokemon. That's nothing new. So let me put it to you this way: our little nephew. Our little four-year-old nephew. Yes, he's playing. <laughs> I it's saw. I saw those pictures. Yes. Yes, it's user-friendly. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> the Uggs know if you're going to go out in public, it's best that you at least do a lip and a clip. To help out, Paula has your lip and clip tip of the week, brought to you by the Ugly Truth Avon Store. Here's Paula. Hi, Hugs. It's Paula here. I wanted to let you in on a little beauty secret that I have been using for several years now. I have Avon's Beyond Color Lip Conditioner, and like I said, I have been using it for several years as a core staple in my beauty arsenal. It moisturizes my lips, softens the feathering lines that can cause lipstick to bleed, and it also gives my lip a more natural pigment so I can leave the house actually without looking like an albino. You should definitely purchase Beyond Color Lip Conditioner through our Avon website. Trust me, your lips will thank you. Get this and tons of other lip and clip favorites from our Avon store at uglytruth.com slash shop. And now, once again, here are the Uggs. Moving on. Now, there was so much bad press, well, perceived bad press about Ghostbusters coming out. It comes out this week. We weren't, honestly, our parent, our mother would not allow us to see Ghostbusters when it first came out. We've seen that movie to like 10,000 times. Yeah, now we have. But back when it first, when when it first came out, I don't even remember when that was. We were, we were little. We were like little kids. She absolutely would not allow it. You know, she would be the same kind of parent who wouldn't allow us to read Harry Potter either. That's probably true. Yeah. She's very, you know, she doesn't do the whole supernatural magic, paranormal, anything like that. And she's a little sensitive because she's had some experiences in her childhood that were that scared the shit out of her. So understandable. But we were not allowed to see stuff like that. So I remember seeing Ghostbusters as a, an older part, like an adult is, I think, when I recall seeing it for the first time, maybe 17, 18. And so now the new one's coming out. Now, a lot of people are all butthurt. I guess it would be like when they remade Grease. Like, I refuse to even watch it. But I would not see that. 
That would piss me off. Well, there's a lot of remakes that are going on right now. So they remade Footloose as a movie, which I absolutely despised and I would never see because I just don't know why you would remake a classic. It was so bad that they actually paid Kevin Bacon to come out and say, no, I saw it. It's great. You guys. I'm like, you liar. And then they did Grease, which I know they did a live performance, but still, I just, it's, I find it insulting that they do that. (laughs) Well, I will say why the live performance is okay, because Grease was a Broadway show. And so this is essentially, this was essentially the Broadway version. There were songs in there that are not in the movie. It was very Broadway show-ish. So it, uh, to me, it gave, it gave it a pass, but I do understand. So I hate when they remake the classics, but this is what I hate more I hate more when they are trying to be politically correct with the remakes. (laughs) And I'll give you an example. There is supposed to be this either out right now or it's coming out. They're making a sitcom called Uncle Buck. Paula, it already got canceled. It came and went. God, it was about Uncle Buck the movie but it was a skinny black man yes and i'm like how can you even compare the similar it's it doesn't even work and uncle I'm buck like, was uncle fat buck for a reason was fat <laughs> and he was definitely not black no i mean that would be like if if you know a skinny white man came out and said he was gonna be medea <laughs> It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Some things need to be left alone. You can't do that. You can't do that. You know, there's a reason why Uncle Buck looked the way he did. You can't refashion him into something else. And in fact, changing him to a skinny black man, you're, you're, you're treading into stereotypical territory at this point to me. And so same thing with Ghostbusters. Mm. Turning them into four women, mm-hmm. it's just like, yes, all four women are very talented and funny, but yes. Ghostbusters were about four men. Dudes. Right. And it's just like, right. why are you trying to do that? Um, Yeah, I agree with you on that, and I think that's why it got so much bad press in the beginning. They're like, you guys are like completely modeling this classic, and Ghostbusters is a classic. Now, I've watched it and there are a lot of parts that are still, they, they're pretty good. I mean, there's some stuff that's very dated, obviously, because it's the 80s and everything in the 80s looks like the 80s. But, you know, Rick Moranis, Bill Murray, Dan Agar, I mean, they're all so freaking good in that movie. And they wrote it. I mean, I believe, um, and I, his name is completely escaping me. The, ma- the guy who wrote it is in it. And so right. anyway, I too was a little concerned. Now, I follow Patton Oswalt on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You know who that is, right? Yeah, of course. Okay, of course. He saw an early, early preview of the movie a couple weeks ago, and he said, it's very scary, very, very funny. Don't discount it just because of what you're feeling about it. So Daryl and I, and I said, you know, I think for show research, I think I should go see it because I know you won't go see it. Mm-mm. And And he's like, well, if you think you need to do that. And I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go see it and I will give you the review. I will be very honest with you if it feels like they were trying to clean up, you know, make it a girl power kind of movie, which I'm hoping they don't. But I mean, they already have because there's it's for women. So I am going in the premise going, you know, did we really need to remake the movie? Number one and number two, why are we putting women in it? Because feminists are going insane. I don't know. You know, so we'll find out. I guess I just feel like, why did they need to remake it at all? I'm with you. By remaking the movie, 
mm-hmm. and then putting four women in it. It could have been four men. It really wouldn't have mattered, to be honest. Right. It's just reinventing the wheel, you know, yes. because the lines are not original. I mean, no. the, the premise is not original. It's already no. been done. The, and that's how I feel about Remix, period, is, is I that agree. the story's already been told. If, if it's funny, it's only funny because it's already been funny. It's already know? been written as funny 30 years it's ago. It's the same reason why we quote movie lines, because they Forever. were funny. And so <laughs> yeah, they're, funny to quote, they're funny to quote again. But I exactly. mean, they're not our movie lines. They're some movie lines from a movie that were told 20 years ago. And the thing that makes me kind of annoyed, I mean, we're nowhere near the entertainment industry, you and I. We just, we, but we're really good at certain things when it comes to the entertainment industry, you know, as far as looking at it. And one thing that I've never understood is there are so many talented writers in the world. You can't find one original story to create something new. I mean, why are we like vomiting up remakes over and over again? Like they're doing it with comic books. It's like, how many more comic book movies must we have? They're doing it about songs. Do you know I've heard two songs on the radio right now about fucking Peter Pan? Yes! Oh my god! Jamie, I know exactly. Honestly, the Lost Boys. Like, what is that? I'm just like, is this what we're doing now? Like, is <laughs> is this the it thing? Is to sing about Peter Pan? Ugh. And I'm just like, give me a freaking break! This I is know. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'm like, God. I'm with you. I don't know why we can't find one original bone in our bodies. Not us. We've but had to others. go to Disney stories to like, you know, for <sighs> material now. You know what? I'll write something. We can put we can throw something together. I oh, mean, it's got to be better than this. My song will have to be sung by death metal because <laughs> I'll have nothing good to pre- good to produce. Oh, it's so true. Oh, by the way, I want to talk about the Emmys briefly because but the problem is it was funny. I was looking at all the nominations. You don't watch any of this. <laughs> you don't watch any of these shows. So it's like, well, I guess we could talk about it. I was thinking, but I'm like, why? She watches none of this. Oh, the Emmys is the TV thing, right? Yes. It's all like, like I was looking, remember I was telling you about, I know you haven't had a chance to watch it because you've been very busy, but remember I was telling you about Ray Donovan a couple weeks ago about how hot he is. He plays not Wolverine, but he plays Wolverine's brother. Oh, okay. Well, I he's in everything. I mean, is. yeah, he he gets a lot of work, but he's just so good looking. Anyway, Ray Donovan, he got nominated for an award for lead actor in a drama. Oh. And then uh, the guy who plays his father also did for a supporting actor. But then, I mean, tons of Game of Thrones nominations all around. But the reality ones, these are the ones you would know, reality shows. <laughs> so it's The Amazing Race. Okay. American Ninja Warrior, which I actually really like. Hey, that's cool. We haven't really been watching it this season, but yeah. Daryl and I have been watching it periodically. We really like it. Anyway, Dancing with the Stars, which I simply cannot tolerate. Oh my God, I know I love that show. I know. I'm in the mi- I know I'm in the minority, but I simply cannot watch people do it. It's difficult. So, I I'm, I'm glad you do. Project Runway, which I didn't even know was on anymore. You know what? I haven't watched that show in years. I used to love it, but then I do. I kind of got over it. I don't know what well, happened. Christian Siriano won and there was nothing left to say. I don't I mean, know. I mean, he literally after you, is the only guy. I think I got over it because the challenges just got too ridiculous. Like, you know, they did. you know, where are we at? We're at a fish tank store. Yes. Grab every material you can and make a designer dress. You make know? it I'm work. Just like, are you yes. kidding me? And so people are grabbing like, you know, fish tank netting. rocks and netting and like, you yes. know, 
tank decorations with SpongeBob on them, and I'm like, this is stupid. I'm like, yeah, I, I can't like watch this anymore. Well, I've decided I'm going to make a headband out of this coral. <laughs> yeah, right. You I know, just... it's like, what? We're doing a mermaid thing. No, no, no. Leave the fish. You can't take the fish with you. <laughs> yeah. I was going to skin this goldfish. Yeah. Uh, Top Chef. Which I have not watched in a while because I kind of grew out of. Padma. You know who loves that show? Like is Stephanie loves that show. I, is that on Bravo? What? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Stephanie loves that show. Not a fan. And then The Voice. I hope The Voice wins because that's the best one. The I think. This is the voice. Yes, that's my fave. But anyway, as far as it's so funny because it's almost all c- cable. It's all cable shows. There's hardly anything that, you know, like Modern Family is nominated and that's pretty much it. Everything else is cable. There's a couple like Mom, Allison Janney. But I mean, it's really all. Oh, Grace and Frankie got nominated. Lily Tomlin got nominated for something. So that's good. But everything else is very Netflix or HBO or Showtime. Very interesting mm. this year. House of Cards, Kevin Spacey, of course, got something. You know what? Nothing is surprising, except there's nothing for the Big Bang Theory this year, which I found very surprising, actually. I guess they're no longer the darling because they were for so long, remember? And now they're like, there's like not even a trace. But there's just too much good programming now. It's hard to pick. You know, there's so many good things that are better than sitcoms. So I'm not surprised. Well, maybe there's just funnier shows this year. There is. There is. But they're all on Netflix or Showtime or HBO, shockingly. It's kind of weird. I still can't get over the concept of there being a network that is not on television. I just think that's so weird. Oh, you mean like Netflix or something? Yes. Like, I just find that weird. Well, the thing is, though, is those pro... It's kind of like podcasting. You can't find the stuff you like to listen to on the radio. And so someone decided, hey, let's do it on the internet. Let's do it through a different you know, place, different platform, and everybody loves it. And they can't get enough of it. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. So it's the same thing with television. It's like, well, look, if you guys are going to be assholes, we're just going to create our own content and we'll do it over here. And it may not be seen by too many people, but, you know, we're we're still going to do what we love. And then all of a sudden, everybody's like, hey, have you guys heard of that show on Netflix? And then suddenly... Millions of people are buying Netflix shows and watching it. And, you know, a lot of people are cutting the cord on traditional cable. And so that's how these show. And I think it's surprising a lot of people. I mean, now these big, you know, corporations that own, you know, ABC or CBS, they were like, how about if we buy Netflix, you know, so we can get in on it. So I think that's kind of why it is. It Netflix is really the I mean, I think there's one show that's on um, Amazon Prime. That you can that's been nominated but other than that it's you know netflix is kind of like the new hbo because hbo used to be the place to see all the really cool stuff that no one was you know everyone was afraid to do right and now it seems like netflix is the place for that so we'll see i mean i'll probably watch the red carpet at least because that'll be my favorite yeah i'll i usually catch the red carpets on like people.com or something like that yeah i'll watch the i'll do the slideshow but other than that i I really don't think I'll be watching it. It's kind of bloated now at this point. There's so many of the same nominees. So as we're going to look at the five, you know, the five groups of people <laughs> from Downton Abbey to Game of Thrones. And that's pretty much it. So. Oh, God. That's that show still around Downton Abbey? No, no, it ended. So oh, they're okay. going to. So, this, you know, when a show ends, the swan song is they just dump all the awards on them, you know? Oh, basically. Yeah. Um. Really quick. 
what is the sex scenes behind the scenes thing you wanted to talk about? <laughs> so just quickly. Yeah. I read an article that a bunch of celebrities were interviewed and they were asked about the first time they had to do a sex scene on set okay. and what their feeling was about it. Oh, was there anything worth mentioning? Well, <laughs> do you remember any? Like, give me one. So like Margot Robbie or Robie oh, or yeah. whatever her name. So her first sex scene was actually The Wolf of Wall Street with Leonardo <gasps> DiCaprio. No pressure. God. She said it was just basically horrifying. Really? And all she could think about it was just getting it over with. Because. Wow. She, it's Leonardo DiCaprio though. That's what I thought. I'd be I like. I'd be all in. I'd be like, yeah, let's do this. What do you want me to be? Totally naked? No problem. Let's do this. Yeah, what? Do you, you sure you don't want to just do it for real just to make it look like real? Let's just, <laughs> let's just do the Shay LaBeouf thing and we'll just do this shit right now. I mean, I would be all in. I'd be like, I've been starving myself for a year for this moment. And let's so go. She just, you know, just tried to get it over with and <laughs> she just reme- remembered it being like, you know, awkward and awful and, oh, wow. you know, all, and I'm just like, these are not words to describe. Pretending to have sex with Leonardo DiCaprio. I really am struggling me? to understand. I, I can. I could do weird. That. I don't. Like I could her. do that. <laughs> I could absolutely do that. That would not be hard. It's not like they're saying, "Okay, we need you to be completely in love with this seventy-five-year-old Al Pacino." You know, that's not what we're talking about. You know, it's like we want you to be completely enamored with David Spade. No, that would. That would be difficult. What would be easy is Leonardo DiCaprio. I can do DiCaprio. it with either one of them. I don't care. I just, I uh, don't You know what? I did pick that. bad ones. Those are bad ones. But uh, anyways. Anyway. She, I just I was thinking, and I'm like, well, what, what makes you such hot shit? Like, yeah, you're good looking, but my God, you know, you're a dime a dozen. Yeah, they all look alike at this point. I mean, she's not like that. Her boobs aren't that great. And yeah, well, I mean, they look kind of fake to me, but well, they probably are. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, no She's one's a... boobs are like that, you know, geometrically centered and round. Not unless they're fake. I, I'm struggling with that one. I, I'm sure it is awkward, especially since she was a nobody at the time. I'm sure she was more intimidated, maybe. But, but honestly, no, she I didn't mean, use the word intimidated. I would have walked in there. To, I would have been like Samantha on Sex and the City. I would have disrobed and it's like, is there anything else we need to do? Let's do this. I would be like, let's go. And Leah would be like, ah. My feet would have been to the ceiling and I'd be like, hello, <laughs> come on in. It's like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I got this full nude spray tan for a reason. Let's get it on. <laughs> I'm like, I've never looked better. Come on. Let's do this, Leo. Freshly bleached for your pleasure. <laughs> Be like, whatever angle, whatever you need. Lena Dunham described it as awkward. Well, and I'm thinking. She is awkward. And I'm just like, awkward for who? For the poor gentleman? For poor Kylo Ren? For the poor guy that has to pork you? I'm just like, <laughs> God. Talk Where you look awkward. like you're a wrapped piece of pork? I don't know. That might be kind of awkward for others. You look like a giant pot sticker. Disgusting. <laughs> she really, she really did in some of those sex scenes. It God. was very uncomfortable. And your disgusting whatever wig you're wearing. That's you know episode. <sighs> yeah, it, that would that now see if they had in, if they had interviewed the other gentleman. Yeah, then really. I would be interesting. It'd well, be interesting. Course, yeah, you know, the more I think about it, they only interviewed... Women. They may have interviewed some guys. Maybe they didn't. Of course, they probably didn't because, you know, then it would have been offensive. 
well, not only that, but they'd be like, yeah, I had no problem with it. It was great. Actually, Hard you know what was... they did? They interviewed a guy and he's just like, actually, I just usually enjoyed myself. <laughs> I would say so. It's like, are you kidding? This is like a free ticket for if you're married. It's like, hey, it's just part of the job. There's nothing I can do about it. I got to have sex with Bradley Cooper. Well, I, I will to, deal with that. I get to rub my wiener on some chick's legs for 20 minutes. No problem. What do you want me to do? I've got the little ham covering, you know, the little fleshy. Oh, they were talking about John Ham. He <gasps> was he was someone they interviewed because he had to do that sex scene with Kristen Wiig. And oh um, god, that was barely sex. Yeah, it was like a it was like a comedy show, but I'd still do it. But um, he's just like, yeah, he's well, at first it was weird, he's a little, but then I figured, well, I might as well enjoy myself. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, what's funny about that scene because that was in Bridesmaids at the very beginning, if you yes, recall. Yes, I and remember. They actually started laughing because they were being so goofy, which was really funny. But at the end, you know, they're snuggling because he wakes up and he's like, you know, I don't want to be a dick, but I really need you to go. You know, (laughs) I wonder how many times they had to film that. Yeah, I know. But she had her bra on. I'm like, you know, if that was me, I'd be like, we're doing this topless. Everyone take one. I'd be like, let's go. Right. God, as much skin contact as possible, please. Well, what is that Le- right with you, Mr. Ham? What <laughs> Lena Dunham said is she's like, gosh, she's like, it was so awkward. And then she's like, I remember thinking to myself, like, God, who wrote this? Who directed this? And she's like, oh, I did. I could oh. kill myself. And I'm just like, yeah, you're the one that wrote and directed all those scenes. <laughs> I'm like, you're disgusting. I may not have enjoyed watching her wobbly paleness, you know, doing that. But I've never understood. I mean... They always say, well, we wanted it to be realistic. We want, And I said, you know what? I may not look like Margot Robbie, but I can tell you what, there ain't no way that I look like that when I'm having sex. At least I know that much. So can we make it a little sexier? Would that be all right? Sex is not always awkward. Sometimes it's really fucking great. And we all look good when we're doing it. Must we have every sex scene be awkward? Must we? Because I don't think that's appropriate well, either. I think with Lena Dunham, most of her sex scenes... They were either A, not in the dark, or B, she was never covered by a sheet or a blanket, for God's (laughs) sakes. Right. And I'm just saying, you know, for my GP purposes, when it comes to that, if I am going to be uncovered, I'm probably in the dark (laughs) or I'm under a blanket. Well... Yes, I've had, well, this was actually came out. I don't know if Daryl put it in the show, to be honest with you, but we, he foolishly mentioned that we like to do it with the lights on or during the day or whatever. And I'm like, begrudgingly, yes, we do. But we also, you know, we don't look like Lena Dunham. So, I mean, you know, it's not that bad, but but I understand what you're saying. Well, I, I'm, a little, I agree. I'm a little more self-conscious about the way I look. So hey, we, we all, hey, listen, if I could put a sheet over my stomach during sex, I'm good to go. I mean, because. I'm not a huge fan, but, you know, still for the movies, you know, there's a reason why they use people that are size zeros for sex scenes. That's all I'm, I'm saying. I'm just saying if we get to going at a good clip, I don't want to have. <laughs> you want to see the, the galloping? No, there's a little too much racehorsing going on in my too much of the midsection and boob section, yeah. right? We don't want any of I that. I don't need the you. triple crown going on. <laughs> you don't need to look down and go, wow, that's a flank, all right. Right. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, well, speaking of awkward, we should probably do our ugly and awkward moment of the week. I 
as I had mentioned, during our time off, we had done quite a bit of fishing. And so one of the places we went to off the lake, they have these little like docks and you can take like chairs out there on these docks because they kind of like go straight out and then they make like an L shape. Yes. And so you can take chairs out there and place your chairs and then you can fish off the dock. And so we had lugged all of our stuff out there, put our chairs out there and started fishing off the dock. And this woman and her two children came out there and they set their chairs right next to ours. What? And then she let her kids start fishing. And so I'm like instantly annoyed because I'm just like, what the freak well the place these- we were at it mm-hmm. was also a campground and so we were All there right. kind of late in the evening we went there to do like catfish fishing so it was like seven o'clock at night i'm already irritated so i told victor i'm like look i'm like we have the whole lake there's nobody else here and it was like a tuesday yeah and i'm like let's just pack up we'll go somewhere else it's no big deal and yeah Victor's just like, no, we're staying. Oh, so, he's, oh, he's decided to fight the battle. Huh? He's mad. And so All right. I'm like, OK. And so then her kid that had cast his line. If you know anything about fishing, when you cast your line, you try and cast it away from the person next to you, because a lot of times your line will kind of blow a little bit mm-hmm. and it'll blow over. If you cast too close, it'll blow over your partner's line yes yes and your lines will get tangled so and it's it's poor form it's rude it's yes it's just one of those rules so her son had cast his line put his pole down and walked away well his line blew clear across in front of all of our lines oh no and so we all reeled in and i said let's just go and so victor's like fine and so Victor packed up and then he's like, hey, lady, he's all thanks for being polite. Oh, <laughs> so I was just like I looked at him and I'm shocked because this is so out of character for him. Normally he's passive. Victor and... is the most non-confrontational person I know. Yes. Like I'm the one that he's always worried that I can't keep my mouth to myself because I'm the one where we have to leave parties because I've already I've said something that I shouldn't have or I'm right, the right. one that, you know, he has to escort away from a group because he's afraid I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say. Remind you know, me remind me to tell you the story about the uh the hall winery incident <laughs> that I had. Go on. So, and she's just like, what? What are you talking about? So they start getting into this bickering match. Oh, and I'm just no. like, what the heck? So eventually I chime in because I realized, like, even though he's started this, he's not really sure where to go with it. And then I'm like, well, he didn't expect anything in return. This is new territory for him. All right. So I'm like, don't worry, babe. I got this. Yeah, you got to take over. I finished it. We pack up. We get in the car. (laughs) And then he's like, well, he's like, I guess I can say you've been rubbing off on me. And I said, I guess so. I said, I'm I'm a little surprised. I I had no idea. So I guess my awkward, my ugly moment is, is that, you know, after 12 years, I've rubbed off on Victor enough to let him you know start getting controversial with people interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> so, but it just yeah. it shocked me because I was I was perfectly fine just keeping my mouth to myself because I mean I most certainly could have said something to her but I was just I like no I won't cause a problem 
I'll just keep my, you know, I'll just keep this my This is the day shut. that I will do something different. I mean, do you know how many, the day, please, do you know how many times a day I have to have that conversation with myself? Oh, yeah, Where I we're do. just out at the store or Yeah, just, we're related. I Trust me, I do. Just out in yes. public where I'm just like, just Paula, don't say anything. Keep your <laughs> mouth shut. Daryl so. and I, yeah, the day after July 4th, Daryl and I, Daryl had an extra day off this year. They they put his floating holiday on the day after, which is very unusual. It was a Tuesday. So we decided to go to Napa. We hadn't been in a really long time and we thought, oh, let's do it. So we went to this one winery that we hadn't been to since we joined the wine club. And the last time we went there, this was the time where they overserved me and I ended up throwing up in all the wine bags on the way home. Oh, that's right. I remember okay. that time. So this is that winery. And I, he goes, no, you know what? You just hadn't eaten that day, blah, blah, blah. So we go in and we're like, yeah. So when we got there, there's this, there's a member area that's outside. It's like a patio for members and it's really lovely. And so there, when we got there, there was a lady sitting there with a stroller and her kids were running around like maniacs. And she was just sitting there on her phone, like taking a break or something. And so I'm like, okay, well, we're not definitely going out there right now. So we stood at the bar for a while and they definitely pour heavy samples. I mean, like, like very big glasses for sampling. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, so I wasn't wrong. I wasn't mistaken, drunkenly mistaken. They do heavy pours here. And this is not tasting. This is drinking is what we're doing. And so that lady cleared out and our server said, hey, you know, since you're members, would you guys like to take advantage of the patio? It's empty. We're like, yes, absolutely. So we go out there and we're sitting and she has us all set up. Lovely. We got a table. We got a couch to ourselves. We're enjoying our wine. She's coming out and offering us different vintages that we that weren't available to anyone else. And it was just fabulous. This guy comes over. He's scoping the patio and then he leaves. And then I had to use the restroom. I get back. Not only is he there, but his wife, his best friend, and his best friend's wife and their children are there. And they are surrounding us in all areas. Like, they've completely taken over the patio. And they're like, well, we were supposed to do a tour. We're from Chicago. And now they're out on the patio where they don't belong. And they're, you know, now they've got someone bringing them all these free bottles of water because they're free there. And so they had, like, 12 bottles of water delivered to them outside. And I'm like... Now, I do recall wineries telling us they hated Tuesdays because Tuesdays were the tourist days Mm -hmm. where people would be bussed in from like the city or whatever to have these tours done. And I'm like, oh, they must be one of those people. So they don't know that they're not allowed out here. So (laughs) so I sit down and it's very uncomfortable. Now, Daryl does not he does not do the confrontational thing. And he had told me when they came in, they're like, mind if we sit down next to you? And they didn't really ask. They just did it. So I walk in and I come and sit down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on out here? Because I'm like, why are we doing this? And their dirty little child staring at me. And I'm like, okay, I've, I'm not pleased. This is not cool. So I said, we're leaving. And he goes, really? And I go, um, I don't know. Do you want to sit and socialize with these dirty people? I don't. We, we know we're not doing this. So I get up and the guy goes, oh, are they leaving? And I turn around and I go, yes, they are leaving. Goodbye, sir. <laughs> I walked out really loud and Daryl's like, we must go. Because I'm like, are you kidding me? You think they fucking scare me? I'll kick their ass. And he's like, you've had, <laughs> you've had some wine. And I'm like, all right, fine. We're leaving. So we walk out and the hostess, they open the door for you there. It's kind of highfalutin. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, I hope you enjoyed your stay. And I go, you know what? I did until the very end, until those filthy tourists came into the member pa- patio area. And the girl's like 20. She's like, oh, I- I'm so sorry, ma'am. And I'm like, yeah, me too. 
And I walk out and Daryl's like, Daryl's like, we must go now. And I mean, that I really could have done much more damage, but I would like to return one day. I was mad and I'm like, I get, and you know what? Can someone explain to me why they bring their fucking kids to a wine tasting? That is the biggest pet peeve I have. Because they have no babysitter, but they still want to go to a winery. And so they're just going to make their kids miserable and tag along. And everyone else, for that matter. Do you know how much chocolate those children eat? Because they're just trying to pacify them for four I mean, hours? Do you know how rude that is? Oh, my God. I, you know what? All I can hope is that when they get back to their shitty hotel... That their kid is just a nightmare. That's all I can hope. Well, their kid they're... is probably a nightmare the whole time because they're bored. Oh, God. You know, and I do feel sorry for the children, but it's not my problem. My problem is the parents. No, and the I parents just are take it. terrible people. It's like, can you not control yourself to have alcohol without making the proper preparations for your family? I mean, is it that difficult? No. Pay someone like everyone else if you're going to do this. It's ridiculous. I'm so furious. And that's not even my awkward moment, by the way. Right. Anyway, I can relate. And, you know, I assume that the woman backed down when you took over. Um, you know what? She actually had the audacity to tell us we were ghetto. What the fuck? And I just kind of laughed at her. And I said, no, we are absolutely not ghetto. I said, ghetto is when you have people talk to you like this all the time, which is something I imagine happens to you frequently. <laughs> and so... Trying to um, train you. And she's society. like, well, I'm sure you talk to people like this all the time, too. Oh, and God. Is that the so, best you have, bitch? And I said, I said, no, only to the people who don't have class. It's, 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 a, it's quite a burden to educate others all the time, isn't it? I'm like sick of it. And then Victor's just like, have a nice day. And I'm like, just oh, don't. Oh, God. Like, I'm like, Victor, just don't. Way to so. backpedal. Just get in the car. He just <laughs> wanted to, to the ladies. give her one last one. Of course. I get it. I understand where he's coming I from. I do. I do. But it was probably frustrating because you were there first and she was just going to impose herself well, upon everyone. Well, she just other. was like, she wasn't even paying attention. She was like dicking around on her phone. Her uh, kids like cast in the water. And she's like, my kids have been waiting all day to come fish. And I said... What? my problem and i said i'm all is this somehow my problem Mm-mm. you're camping what could you possibly be busy doing drinking i just said i can smell your bud light you can't handle the truth okay so this one is really funny this is awkward hardcore awkward you know we have that cute little mexican restaurant that we go to regularly with the kids or just me and daryl will go just for a quick bite yeah, down yeah, the street yeah. carmelita's I, I think we should have this discussion on another day, but I'm actually going to do... Remember, you and I talked about doing the DNA thing to find out what our percentages of our DNA is, yeah. like Hispanic and all that stuff. And you're right. Only one of us needs to do it because we have the same parents. So it mm-hmm. doesn't really matter who does it. So I'm really going to do it now. So for some reason, as I've gotten older, I've been a little more interested in our Hispanic side. I just want to know more. And so it's not so much I want to know more necessarily about our family tree, but I just, you know, the whole culture, like, where exactly are we from in Mexico? I know it's Mexico, but it's like, what what is it exactly? So I've been really curious about it, and I really wish that we had been able to embrace that side of our, our culture more because we are half Mexican. That's quite a lot. Yeah, it's significant. I would really like to know more about it because I feel like I was, you know, not given the opportunity to embrace it because our father of the the time in which he grew up being Mexican in California was like being black in the South, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so it was a scary time. So he 
didn't want to have anything to do with it. When his children were born, they were absolutely not going to be Mexican. And so I get all of that. But now I'm like really curious. So we go to this Mexican restaurant all the time. There are some there that are close related to the family, the ownership, and they're Mexican. And so we have a couple of waiters that have been there forever and we love them and they know us and we sit down. And so (laughs) I got a little brave and decided to speak Spanish. Oh, God. (laughs) So I'm like, hola. He's like, and he's like, he barely speaks English. I mean, he does, but, you know, he's very Hispanic. And I said I was going to have the fajitas eat pollo and, and I'm like, uh, uh, steak. And he's like, uh, steak? And I said, yes. He, and so he's like, no, 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 in Espanol. Now he's pushing me. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm really, like, if you're going to insult him by trying to speak in Spanish. Right? And I said, English. Uh, I'm all carne. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I mean, and he's like, and then he asked me what tortillas I wanted. And I, I, luckily I know the Spanish word for corn. So I said that. And then he made Daryl do it <laughs> because I was insistent that we were going to speak Spanish when we ordered our fucking flautas. It was so funny. I'm and sure I felt like sure such Darryl a dork. All shades of white. Daryl's just like, uh, hola. <laughs> And now he's trying to figure out what he's having. And he decided to have some seafood thing. And so he's like, I, I don't know what the Spanish word Actually, for shrimp is. I'm seafood sorry. Seafood is almost easier. He's like, shrimp. And he's like, no, no, no. En Espanol. And I was like, oh, shit. Look what I did. I'm so sorry, everybody. And Malia's like, yeah, I'm going to have a Shirley Temple. <laughs> She's like, I'm having none of it. She's like, I speak French. So this is not something I'm participating in. So we're like, all right. So anyway, yeah, it was awful. And I'm like, okay, no more Spanish speaking to the Mexican man who barely speaks English because now I'm just embarrassing myself. You're either all in or you're insulting. Exactly. And so I and I thought that the Spanglish thing, I was like, oh, God, that's probably like the worst thing ever. And I told Daryl, we really must. Can you just leave him a really nice tip, (laughs) please? Just gratuity galore. So what did we learn? (laughs) We learned not to speak Spanish at a Mexican restaurant. (laughs) Unless you actually know how to speak Spanish. Unless you know what you're saying. For real. It's awful. Good for him, actually. (laughs) Yeah, he schooled me. He schooled me in front of everyone. (laughs) That is so funny. That is so funny. I know. And wow. after that, it was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was no more gracias. Oh, my God. We were done with it. Uh, I was done with it. No more of oh, that. funny. God, Don't Darryl stop me, La Peace. He probably kicked you under the table. He just looked at me like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Like, you had, did you get no. a margarita at the bar or something? No, nothing. I was stone sober. But you know what? I do weird shit like that, though. I'll do weird things for no reason just to see what happens. And ugh. That's probably where all my awkward moments come from anyway. So the rest of the family had to be ridiculed. Yeah, right along with me. It was awful. That what is you funny. You would have been all like, hola, see, uh, <laughs> you would have uh, taco. I would have tried to do my best. It's like, I wanted this, but I don't know how to say it in Spanish. So I'm just going to say pollo, like, enchiladas. Uh, como se dice, more? I'll show you my boobs. <laughs> Oops, and my bosoms just popped out. <laughs> That's my default. Yes. Uh, boobies? Yes, I know. Oh, that's Punta. So funny. I don't know. That's so funny. Yeah, so I won't be doing that anymore. 
Well, I'll I'll say that you won this week. That was oh, pretty okay. funny. <laughs> I that was it. a pretty funny. You know, you put yourself out there and you screw it up. <laughs> That's all there is to it. Well, hopefully you'll you'll leave uh, most uh, farmers markets and uh, Mexican restaurants alone now. God. Oh, and you know what? You're absolutely right. You know, I I did that at the farmers market. You reminded me of that. Remember? You tried to. Yeah, that didn't go well. You know, one time Daryl and I went a really big fight, like a big fight. This was about a month or two ago. And I was so mad that I left the house and didn't come back for like five hours, which is a really long time. That is a long time. I can't imagine where I'd go for five hours. Well, I went to the farmer's market by myself, which is like a that's like a slap in the face. Oh, yeah. That's like a cardinal sin. Hardcore slap in the face. That'd be like if I went to the casino by myself. Yes. It's one of those things where it's all couples have the thing they do that you just wouldn't dare do alone or with others. It's the sacred ground. Like if Daryl, if I, I always told him, I said, if I die, you're not allowed to take somebody to the champagne place. And he's like, I would never do that. That's a horrible (laughs) thing to say. He goes, I will take our daughters there, but that is it. And so it's kind of like that. And so I said, just like I would never go fly fishing with another man, you know, none of that (laughs) kind of thing. The farmer's market's a sacred ground for us. And so I went there by myself just to spite him. And I went to my Mexican farmers uh, of choice there, who I absolutely adore, this father and son. And I bought some. They looked at me, and I was alone. And they're like, hola? (laughs) Like, Like, what has happened? (laughs) And I bought my onions, and I went, adios. And I walked out, and they're like, interesting. Well, this is new. (laughs) What are we we a part of now, suddenly? Because, you know, it's very odd. And so, yeah. I left and I was gone for five hours and it was the biggest fight we had ever been in in like years. It was so funny. Very strange. That is a big fight. Jeez. It was a big fight. And he's like, just let me apologize. I'm like, no. I finally came home and I shut the door and I went upstairs and he's like, can we just please talk? And I said, no. And one of the other things, I don't know what you guys' fight routine is, but I locked the door. And he couldn't come in. And he gets so mad. One time he got so mad at me, he broke the door down. Because I, he knows I'm being evil if I don't allow him to be near me. And I'm like, just leave me alone! Get out! He's like, no, we need to talk. I'm like, I don't want to talk to you ever again! It was awful. I mean, we obviously got over it. But, I mean, it was just one of those things. Every time I've tried to lock the door, Victor just drills it out. <laughs> oh god that's so. a good one no he he's like are you serious are you really gonna lock me out of my out of my own room i'm like you damn well better believe it now get out of here yeah. just get don't you have anything to do go play your video games it's insane I but it's know. always me victor and i don't really stay mad at each other very long i mean we this lasted for about two day, maybe two days that's a I mean, really it, long time it ruined the weekend but we were over it and on on our way by monday morning so i mean it was just one of those stupid things it was it was a pseudo misunderstanding pseudo neglectful paying attention thing mm-hmm. you know i apparently misunderstood but he was being neglectful <laughs> so it was one of those deals and what makes it worse is i refused to allow him to apologize because i was mad and i didn't want to deal with it so yeah you know how that is i'm trying to think the longest we've ever really been argument fighting i mean maybe a couple of hours but i can well you know me paul i can hold a grudge for years for years so it was just but you know what it worked itself out obviously but it's just so funny because it had been so long since we had been in a real fight because we talked through 
freaking everything. Yeah. I mean, we we do get bitchy, but it's like little mini like baby things. But this was like a big war. And it was funny because not haha funny, but it was funny. I was like, God, I didn't realize I still had the skills to do this. It's been a while, you know, but I did went out, spent a bunch of money, came home, you know, late. And he was, you know, freaking out, thinking I was going to pack my shit. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That would be too easy for you. I'm going to make your life hell. I'm going to stay. <laughs> so God, then he gets nervous. Then he starts playing with his hair because he gets nervous. <laughs> like, God. oh, shit. That sounds awful. It was awful, but we got past it. We got over it. It's hard because you think Daryl's just the most wonderful person. And he is. He really, really is. But just because someone does something accidentally doesn't mean that it's still not sure. hurtful. So that's kind of where well, we were. Well, that seems like that's usually where most fights start. I mean, most, yes. nobody usually hurts someone on purpose. So... No, no, not really. But yeah, so, but yes, we got past it's it. It's usually but, because yeah. it's something that they should have known better, so. Exactly, exactly. But you know what, bygones, and uh, it will never happen again, I can guarantee you. I'm glad it worked out. Thank God for all of us. There'd be no podcast without producer Dub. <laughs> the Hawaii trip is still on. It is on. <laughs> yes, it is. All right. Well, I think we've done enough. Yeah, I damage. think we've done enough damage for the day. I'm just so, so. glad you're back. Ugh, I really missed you. Me too. I really did. But I'm glad you had. I'm glad you had your your time off. I mean, I'm I'm glad it sounds like it went overall went very well. Yeah, I, I've had plenty of adventures. I've yeah. uh, traveled the world. It feels like so. I'm glad to be back to uh, trying to get things back to normal life here. No more staying up till two or three a.m. and <laughs> you know doing god knows what so if you if you end up downloading the pokemon go i'll know uh, yeah you, you'll I'll tell me like oh my god this is the worst thing ever or it's super fun yeah well or i'll just do it and never do anything with it i don't know so like we'll i lost interest see what's going on yeah all right well maybe i'll be a pokemon goer whatever that means <laughs> yeah maybe that'll be my first gamer experience maybe. since i'm not really a gamer person but i'm sure my kids would get a crack out of it or kick out of it or whatever you say they'll be obsessed so anyways well thanks everybody for joining us for another week it's good to be back please join us next week for another fabulous episode have a fabulous week and we'll see you next time bye that's a wrap but make sure to watch your podcast feed for all the screw ups and edits from this episode and what we call ugly cuts and then we'll have a brand new full episode for you next week Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.